your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to uh, Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. The guy just said it. I don't know why I always do that. Adam Murphy is on the phone with me calling from the other side of the state. If I, if I, Well, unless you're somewhere else, Adam. Uh, we call I'm, him... I'm, I'm at home. We call him a political blowhard here. Uh, he was running for Senate in Wisconsin. Uh, he is among the many now that have dropped out of that race. Uh, you you being, were you the first? Hey, you were the first. Uh, Maybe? No, nah, Jill, Jillian Bettino was technically uh, the first. Uh, she switched over to the um, uh, to the state treasurer's race back in February or March. Yeah. Um we 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 were discussing this uh not we but me and other people were discussing okay so just uh, throwing this out, out of the blue i was just thinking about it we have two people running for lieutenant governor in wisconsin as democrats yep. in a primary and we're watching mandela barnes like kind of rise to the top in the senate race the lieutenant governor mandela barnes mm-hmm. yep and uh there were there were t- 12 i think at 13 maybe a baker's dozen of senate candidates running at one point there, there were a lot yep there were a lot <laughs> um but but it's it's almost it's almost a guarantee here i think that barnes i mean you would really have to barnes would really have to screw up in the next week right like he's probably not talking to anybody right now i'm just gonna stay right. like he, lay low yeah, no, and, his yeah it's 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 his sarah kudlowski is still in as far as i'm aware yeah, and she was in town uh, a couple days ago too so just to be fair she, it's not the race isn't over but it's kind of it's kind of over okay so here's what i'm throwing at you is yep. when we watch and if if mandela barnes goes on to beat ron johnson and he becomes a senator and we watch what he did would will we see in four whatever four years multiple people run for lieutenant governor going wow this is a nice way to like latch on to the governor and go everywhere he goes kind of on the state's dime right and just campaign because the lieutenant governor doesn't really have like what does the lieutenant governor really do and then just (laughs) use that to take to to go into a different political office that has like maybe a little bit more clout or you could just skate on by with the lieutenant governor job. But, I mean, you you go from lieutenant governor to senator, I think in four years, we might see more people go, yeah, you know what? I could use that. I could use that position for four years and then move on. Yeah. Well, uh, if you think about the vice presidency, that's kind of the same animal. If we go back to, you know, shoot, uh, uh, Nixon, Mondale, um, Bush one, uh, Gore, um, Biden, uh, <laughs> Biden, right? <laughs> it took him a while, though. It those, while. right? Those roles uh, oftentimes lead to that next step. The the so the lieutenant governor one is interesting, and and I think part of that is probably because Wisconsin has become much more uh, in focus nationally, right? I I don't know if this would have been the case, uh, you know, eight years ago, ten years, twelve years ago. Yeah, um, but. You know, we're such a focus. So Mandela Barnes had support, and this is unusual. Um, he had support from uh, Elizabeth Warren right out of the gate. I think they actually had a, a personal relationship, friendship. So I, I think that was that was where that came from, because uh, that was early on and, and really kind of unusual. But then uh, Senator Cory Booker has come out in favor uh, of for him and been been here in the state, uh, and now Bernie Sanders has as well yeah and, and so, you know what nobody knows this person but katie porter also endorsed him 
I love Katie Porter. If you go watch her social media yep. posts, uh, um, she's going she's going at like the big heads in in the in the world, and uh, you know, like she's out in California. So people are like ah, oh, California Democrat, or whatever. Go watch what Katie Porter does, and tell me you don't like what she's doing as a Republican or a Democrat. Right, Katie Porter's fantastic. Um, I got compared to her somewhat regularly because so many of my TikTok videos, I was at a whiteboard, and Katie is always there with a whiteboard. Uh, explaining things, answering, or, or, you know, challenging people. She's very much along the lines of, I think, what Al Franken was doing when he would question people as well, where it was fact-based, hard-pressed, you know, just beat them about the head and shoulders with the facts and data. Uh, and Katie does an amazing job of that. She's I, So I did not know she had endorsed uh, Mandela. Mandela. That's cool. Yeah, and you brought up Al Franken. I was thinking about this, literally thinking about this two or three days ago. Would Al Franken still be a senator if... The thing that Al Franken got—I don't even want to—I don't even know how to call it—a a picture of him doing something to us, like not even doing something, mocking, making a joke uh, t- towards somebody in the armed forces on a on an airplane at some point. Uh, would he still be a senator now if we just did that now? Would he, or would the Democrats kick him out? You think? Uh, do you know he just had uh, this? I just saw this in the last couple of weeks. Um, the I think it was the New York Times. Uh, that published the first article about that, and, and, and I could be wrong on that. But anyway, the journalist that, that broke that quote-unquote story of, yeah, that photograph from when he was a comedian, yeah. um, has, has publicly apologized, um, including to him, uh, because of, of essentially what happened is that came out, uh, the, and, and I apologize that I don't know the, the author's name, but uh, they wrote you know, kind of this scathing article, and the Democrats said, Al, you got to go. Uh, and, and he did, I mean, which is something you just don't see, uh, and I'll say this, you don't see it from the GOP side at all, right? You had Donald Trump grabbing women by the crotch. Um, but, uh, I absolutely believe that right now the Democrats have, would, would probably have, a, uh, would not have pushed him out. Let me put it that way. Um, I, I think it'd still be around in the meantime, Al. Franken has his own super PAC, and he's supporting a lot of people around the country and still involved doing things in, in different ways behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, the, the author came out and publicly apologized uh, for, for that hit piece that, that they put out on him. All right, we're speaking to Adam Murphy. We, I just call him a political blowhard now. Uh, he is also <laughs> a – is it a small business? I don't even – is it a big business? Yeah. Is it a business? He's uh-huh. a business owner. It's called Big Bang LLC. It's a software company. Um, can you just describe that in like 30 seconds? Uh, sure. We've got a program that the geeks that live down in the basement of, of corporate America and government and education play with that it never, they never get to see the light of day. Um, and it's designed for deploying Windows software, uh, so the, the Microsoft Windows software, to com- hundreds or hundreds of thousands of computers simultaneously. So it's, it's, the, it's the geeks behind the scenes that, that you never get to see that use my software. Do they get to work from home, though, at least? No, <laughs> uh, actually, um, our biggest years were back in 2011 after the crisis uh, and, and the crash because there was a lot going on with IT, and uh, we had um, some some definite interest uh, pop up with so many more people having to work from home. But we don't work on Apple products, uh, so that's kind of skewed things a little bit as the the market is changing. But yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. I've been at it for 18 years. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. What we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to throw this at you, the, the lottery. I'm just going to throw you a lottery question. Um, and then oh. the, the, Fed rate hike, the Fed rate hike, uh, Biden and the Senate come to a deal. 
uh, or mm-hmm. Biden and Joe Manchin come to a deal. Right. And then um, you got some so a, a report on Wisconsin income growth lagged the national average. Those are some of the things we're going to talk about with Adam Murphy when we come back. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608. 608- 785-7914 is the text line. I, I totally forgot. I and mean, I have Adam Murphy on with me. We just call him political blowhard, a radio talking radio head. I don't know if you can do that when it's not TV. Uh, what would it be? A talking radio mouth, Mike? I don't know. Um, he's he's also a small business owner, Big Bang LLC. I was talking, I, I was warning him that this, uh, when, when Y2K happened, this was like a big thing when I was like right out of high school, right in college and and, uh, and computer nerds like yourself probably had to worry quite a bit about Y2K, but there's going to be something similar where instead of changing like the dates from from 01 to ni- 1901, 1999 to 2000, or when we had it 99 to 00, um, we might have to do this because the Earth is like spinning faster or slower or something, and we're going to have to add a second to the atomic clock or take away a. I think it's take away a second because the Earth is spinning too too quickly. Uh, it's called a negative leap second. So we're all going to lose <laughs> lose or gain a second here in our lives at some point. Well, there goes our sleep patterns right to hell, right? <laughs> right. Um, you know, I was thinking about it just a little bit uh, in, in a couple seconds that we had it between you mentioning it. And I think where it could be interesting is things like Bitcoin, um, where all of and, and all of that kind of technology, where all of the data that's incorporated into that is all incredibly accurately timestamped down to, you know, we get into nanoseconds and stuff like that. Um, and, and so when we look at that level of encryption uh, and, and data accuracy for, for, like I said, like cryptocurrencies and stuff, I could see actually where that could be problematic. Now, uh, you know, what, how you feel about cryptocurrencies is perhaps something else, but that's at least one area where I'm like, uh, you know, we're a whole lot more technologically advanced than we were 20 years ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So before we, and the other thing that I didn't mention before the break that we we're going to talk to, and have you watched both GOP governor candidate? I don't say gubernatorial because I don't like. I think it's stupid. <laughs> it's a terrible word. I, I just I, GOP governor debate. Do you? And I'm proud that I was able to say it off the top of my head. Um, did you watch both of them? There was one, I believe, Sunday, and then one yesterday. Yesterday, I believe. No, two days ago. Yesterday, I watched days ago. the the uh, gubernatorial debate on that was part of NBC TMJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I knew that there was a second one. I had watched the the Democratic Senate debate, but of course that one, uh, oh. you know, now doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> so you don't even know about the gas the gas tax debate they had? They had they they were fighting over uh, the gas tax. The two uh, candidates they really. Clayfish and you know, Michaels, because Michaels, Michaels apparently at some point, um, how does this go? At some point, supported groups that support a gas tax, and then his his comeback was kind of funny. He was like, "Well, I own a construction company that uses all kinds of gas and diesel. Why would I support? Why personally would I support a gas tax that would cost me millions of dollars?" Yeah. So I mean, they were well, they were fighting over the gas tax, which I think is kind of a funny thing for us to fight about we, we fight about a gas tax or fight about fixing the roads adam on this show we could do a whole week on fixing the roads we're putting roundabouts we're putting like five roundabouts in over the next year uh in lacrosse alone and and everyone's like why are we doing that when we you know there's potholes on main street well and you know so the gas tax in wisconsin is like 32 33 cents 31 cents somewhere around that range Mm-hmm. Um, the federal gas tax is another 18, 18 and a half. So I think it's about 50, 51 cents total between the two. And some states have, have 
you know, done a holiday for their gas taxes as a way of, of bringing things down that had been proposed here in Wisconsin. Uh, I think uh, Evers actually even had proposed that as, as part of the, you know, uh, bringing down inflation a little bit. And mm-hmm. the GOP, I think, gaveled in and out on that one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we changed the, the law uh, an election or two ago to say that all the money established and set for transportation had to be set aside in its own fund and actually used for transportation uh, because it was just part of the general fund and, and that was problematic. Yeah, we should do that um, for the, Social Security. Yeah, right. Well, Social Security is a different animal. Um, and they just came out and said Social Security is going to last longer than they expected. And it's always going to be there, but that's another topic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously roads are a huge issue in Wisconsin, right? It's one of the things I talked about back in 2020 where I'm like, I, I'm sorry, if I'm in state government, I'm working with, uh, you know, throwing money at uh, UW-Madison or whatever research organizations we've got to figure out how to make a better concrete right, or a better asphalt, something that's going to last longer, that can expand and contract or, or not expand and contract, because we always get those, those heat, you know, humps that, that happen on the, the freeway and stuff. Um, you know, let's take advantage of the, the people and the expertise that we've got. Uh, but the 18 cents in the grand scheme, or sorry, uh, Wisconsin State's, you know, what is it, 31 cents, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to need the revenue for somewhere. It's what I laughed when I watched the, the debate and Rebecca Clayfish was, I was talking about, uh, you know, she wants to completely eliminate the income tax. Uh, well, the money's going to have to come from somewhere. The reason that she wants to get rid of the income tax is that the wealthier pay a higher percentage up at 7.65% over uh, uh, $267,000. Uh, and if you're married, it's over 356000 Well, she wants to bring that down to 3.54 and make it a flat tax. And flat taxes hurt those who make the least and help those that make the most. Um, and so it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, we're still going to need the revenue. We're still going to have to fix the roads. So let's figure out where it needs to come from. A gas tax makes certain sense. We've talked about the fact I've got an EV, right? I've got the, the Mustang, uh, the Mach-E. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, My, a lot of people say we can't call it a Mustang. Uh, you, you can, that's, I guess. That's cool. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. It's, the, it's the Ford Mach-E. I won't, I won't call it. Yeah. I won't throw the, the pony in there. Um, and actually, um, and, and Ford's going to hate me for this, but mine's been in the shop for a week getting a software update. They got one guy that does the software updates, and he ran into a problem, and he bricked my my uh, my Maki. Um, so they're they're working on that, um, and that's where uh, that's where uh, where it's all going to be going, which is good and bad depending on how you want to look at it. Um, but it also means that you know the the guys that they've had working as as grease monkeys in there. Pardon me, I don't know if that's a terrible term that I'm not supposed to use. Uh, my whole uh, family's mechanics. We don't care. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you know, when, you, when you've got, you know, mechanics now, all of a sudden they've got to be IT people. He was, you know, cables and phones and all sorts of stuff trying to update the software on my car. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a week, and I still don't have it. Um, but well, we were talking about EVs is, because we're not going, EVs don't use gas, so how are we going to have a gas tax right, without any gas right. car? And so, right, and, and we've been dealing with this for a while where vehicles are becoming more and more efficient anyway, so it means less and less. Um, but what they did is they put a $100 fee on the annual um, Regist- registration uh, you know, the, fee, the, the something the like that. Yeah. Which is about what you would get out of the gas tax here in Wisconsin. Uh, so, you know, it's it's straightforward enough to be able to I do think that. I think you're making out there because I feel like 30 cents on a gallon is way more than 100 after a year. Uh, you know, yeah, it really depends on your mileage. Right, if you're, I think it's based on like twenty miles a ga- uh, gallon or twenty five miles. And do you do you remember? Pe- 
do you remember Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, sure. saying a, a while back, uh, maybe we'll do a mileage tax? And man, if you want to, if you want to lose rural people real fast, I'm a rural person. Uh, like charge them per mile to get to work. Right. Well, and you know, when we look at electric vehicles, one of the things about them is is that right now, and this will improve as will everything else with them, but a uh, battery powered is about 10% heavier than the same size vehicle with a combustion engine. Well, that's more wear and tear on tires, more wear and tear on the road, um, right? And that all adds up as well. Um, and so I think it's important to do that. By the way, I think um, miscellaneous taxes and excise taxes make up all of like 5% of our entire budget. I mean, it's a relatively small number mm-hmm. compared to, uh, you know, corporate sales tax and, and or corporate uh, income tax and, and uh personal individual income tax. We got to bring like an EV expert on and just break everything down. I, when I was going to the Iola car show with my brother, who is a mechanic, uh, man, he, we, were, we were talking to EVs the whole time and he's talking about how heavy they are and how much extra crap is in them. And he's like, if you made the car lighter that, and, and then, and then just got rid of a lot of the stuff, why your car is a brick right now. And if you got made it a bit, the ability for people to actually work on them, instead of always having to take them to the shop, then they would be, you know, a cheaper, uh, but more efficient, even more efficient, and then you know, like the, the people could actually work on them without a you know, two degrees in IT and whatever. Well, Ooh. I've got, you know, we we've yelled at our software developers throughout the years because they'll design something and then the customer goes to use it doesn't work on the customer's machine because uh, you know my IT my software developers designed it the way that they think and gee, I, I've literally had them say to me, well, it worked on my machine. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, also, so can- I think that's. With EVs, can we integrate like a screen on the on the dashboard that doesn't look like we just slapped it on there on on ah, with uh right. with <laughs> with sticky tape, or just like That's terrible, or get rid of the screen altogether and just put a little slot for all our phones? Like, can we do that? Like, what are we doing? I know I hate it. I, it's one of the things in my in mind, right? It's like the seventeen inch panel that's just yeah, super glued to the dashboard with, with a wheel through it. There are, they actually have a volume wheel. I'm like, seriously, come on. Yeah. That was one um, of the things too. Like my brother was like, if we just, you know how your the old cars, like an eighties car, everything, climate, all that stuff was like switch fan on fan off temperature up temperature down. <laughs> and now it's like three buttons on the dash screen to get to even to the climate page. And then you got to hit the button a thousand times to get it hot in Wisconsin, right? We got to go 90 uh, on the way to work and 60 on the way home from work, but you got to hit it 60 times. And also like, and then that screen breaks and then what, then what happens when the screen breaks? Cause you're not, you're well, not. And, and mine listens to me because you can talk to it like you can with Siri and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you say Ford or something that vaguely resembles Ford, so the radio will be playing, you know, and all of a sudden it'll be like, hi, how can I help you? Oh, like, you talking I to me? didn't. Uh. <laughs> all right. That's Adam Murphy. We, see, we got off on an EV thing and I didn't even bring up, I Googled this. You were talking about make, building better roads. Remember a few years ago, we were going to do solar roads. Remember that glass roads. I just like, what kind of idea is that? Well, and now we're talking about how do we put power in roads so that we can, you know, charge your vehicles while you're driving similar the way that you can with, with your phone. Super fascinating. But, boy, we got to have materials and stuff that are going to keep our roads in good shape if we're going to, you know, embed uh, electrical uh, uh, conductive wiring in it. Yeah, definitely. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Adam Murphy on here with me. He's a, bl- a political blowhard. He's a small, medium, medium business. I, I forgot now. Is it a medium business small. owner? Small business owner. Uh, Big Bang LLC. Is there any 
any correlation to the like the Big Bang Theory there? Or <laughs> we we were around well before the TV show. Well before the TV show, I still watch. I just watch. It's my go to sleep show on uh, on HBO, and the girlfriend hates it because there's a laugh track, and she's like, "Are you kidding me? A stupid laugh track." Also, go watch those shows without a laugh track. It's crazy. A friend, Seinfeld. It's just weird to watch without a laugh track. Um, no doubt. Anyway, we're we. I think we just ranted about roads and EVs for the last segment, which is fine. I think everyone can can. Well, maybe not everyone can relate to EVs, but a little bit, like because I, I think a lot of people are curious about electric vehicles. Um, and then we we were getting into that because I I broke news to you. It's on wisdomnews.com. But the debate yesterday among the GOP candidates for governor. A little bit was about the gas tax, but on Sunday they also debated in um, where where we have a third congressional district race here to replace Ron Kind uh, in the U.S. House mm-hmm. of Representatives. We had a debate as well, and they didn't go after each other. The the four candidates running to uh, as Democrats, but in the sure. GOP governor race, we do we have them really going after each other. And why is that? Do you think? Uh, part of that is just the the current mentality of the GOP, uh, um, you know, hardcore Trump supporters, all three of them are uh, election deniers, for example, Ramsam more so than the other two. But uh, And what I heard regularly from people when I was in the U.S. Senate race with the, like you said, you know, Baker's dozen of us, is we don't want you guys beating each other up because the Republicans are going to do that anyway, um, But it, it, which made it hard to distinguish yourself. Um, but right. I think that's what we're seeing where the candidates are stepping out of that race and getting behind Manchin, or excuse me, Manchin, yeah. behind um, uh, Michael. Uh, the lieutenant governor, whose name is currently escaping me. Um, oh, Mandela Barnes? Are you doing? Mandela. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, could, I, and, confuse, I confuse Joe Manchin and Mandela Barnes all the time. It's fine. Right, right. Clearly. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's an obvious uh, <laughs> connection. Good grief. Um Actually, you know, Mandela talks a lot about, uh, well, and we all did about the fact that Joe Manchin was slowing things up. And, of course, now he's hopefully actually finalized the deal with, with uh, the the president in order to get some stuff done. Not as big as they wanted, but we'll at least do, do some stuff and, and some really good stuff that needs to happen. But, you know, back to your question about beating each other up. Um, quite frankly, and, and my apologies to some of your more conservative listeners, but, uh, you know, the GOP is just more aggressive, right, um, with with everyone, uh, including each other. And, uh, you know, we saw a little bit of it with the Dems. Tom Nelson did one one lash out, but that was it. Yeah, uh, Lazarus, and everybody's yep. kind of getting behind. But, what, but, um, but should maybe should the Democrats go after each other? Because it's, okay, so I, I argue all the time in our, again, I'll go back to the third congressional district. I call it the third U.S. House district. Uh, Derek Van Orden is running as the Republican. Nobody else is running against him, maybe because of the amount of money he has, maybe because he came close to beating Ron Kine, who's been in office for 13 terms, or maybe because they just don't want anyone going against him because they don't want anyone going against him, right? Like, they don't want that clash. But, man, that's good practice. And if you you Democrats in the Senate race and then the third congressional race aren't going to go after each other, and then you're going to go up against the Republican in this race, all of a sudden you're getting this flack that you haven't got where the GOP governor candidates are taking this stuff oh i'm i'm practice this is all practice because one of you is going to yeah. win so clayfish and michaels are taking taking the shots and this is all just you know practice for when uh tony evers does it it's funny to think about tony evers going after him but he will mm-hmm. i i agree with you um i mean i tried to with my race i tried to distinguish it based on strategy 
and because I, I've not been super impressed with the Democratic strategy, and that's part of the reason I started to run. Right? I'm not a strong Democrat with a capital D. I'm, I, I happen to, my beliefs and my philosophy and stuff like that end at the same place as, as the Democratic Party, but I'm not a Democrat first. I'm a Democrat fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere down the road. Um, and that's not always, not always the case. Uh, you know, most of the, the, you know, the top three that we're going through were, were strong Democrats with a D. And I think that the, you seeing the same thing in the gubernatorial race with the, the GOP members is that they are strong Republicans with a Trump. Um, and yeah, we don't like to beat each other up. And I agree with you. I, I'm, I said I was a little disappointed that I didn't stay in the race a little bit longer so that I could have been on the debate stage because I would have eaten them alive. Um, but, uh, that, but you're right. Uh, the it, problem there. The problem there is it costs money. Uh, we've seen Alex Lazary, who just dropped out of the race yesterday, yeah. uh, a billionaire's son. He dropped twelve million dollars of his own money into his campaign. He dropped out after twelve. Yep. Man, does Dad go? Oh, he just shakes his head. Twelve million, son. I tell you. Well, think about that for a minute, because everybody says, and this is Democrat Republican. Doesn't matter who you are. Everybody says money is an issue in politics, right? And we don't. Uh, and unless it's your guy, then then you're okay with it. But think about that. Alex Leisure spent $12.3 million of his own, and he didn't, I mean, he came close, but, but he dropped out. Um, Sarah Godlewski has put in 3 or $4 million of her own. She's not going to come close, I, I don't suspect, unless something really bizarre happens. Um, money doesn't win. Does it, I, I, does I, it in the GOP race? Because it seems like it. I mean, it helps to have Donald Trump endorse you, I guess. And it just helps to be an old white guy. And then Donald Trump's going to go, do I want the old white guy? Or I, I, Tim Michael's not that old, but uh, do I want the, the white guy or do I want the, the former, you know, lieutenant governor slash female? And Donald Trump's going to pick, I've, you know, you know who he's Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and, and um, I think Pence just came out and endorsed Clayfish today. Yeah, um, yesterday. Yep, Donald Trump has, has endorsed uh, Michael. Um, money is going to be somewhat of a factor. You have to be able to compete. I said part of the, the issue that I had is I could compete five to one. I can't compete 50 to one. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I think we mentioned this last time. You look at this, the Senate race that happened, the runoff Senate race that happened in Georgia for the two Senate races. Um, there was over $500 million spent between the Democrats and Republicans in those two races in two months. And the GOP outspent the Democrats by like $60 million and lost by a bigger margin than they did in, in the general election. Money matters to an extent, but it doesn't win. All it gets you is the ability to communicate, right? TV ads, radio, newspaper, whatever it might be. If you're not communicating well, if you're not doing a message, and this is what Donald Trump does well. He doesn't communicate well, right? Uh, but he communicates well with the people that are supporting him and gets them fired up. And so in the uh, gubernatorial debate, one of the things you saw is the biggest applause of the entire night was when they talked about the election having been stolen. That got the biggest applause. Well, that's all Donald Trump. That doesn't have anything to do with money. That's all Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump has raised $250 million, which he's put in his pocket because he suckered his his voters. But uh, at at the end of the day, money does not matter as much as people think it does, and it doesn't matter... Uh, as perhaps as much as it used to. I think we've got so much more capacity to to communicate and engage. And we just saw it with the Democrat uh, election for Senate. Alex Leisner spent $12.3 million. The last primary for governor in 2018, so kind of the same race, and a bunch of good people in that race, seven or eight, where Ebers won. The top three each spent about a million bucks. 
right? Alex Lazary outspent the entire last gubernatorial <laughs> primary race by like four times by himself. I think uh, I think he might be an outlier based on you know billionaire bucks owner. Um, no, think of, think about Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg threw what a hundred million dollars uh, yeah. in his presidential race. I mean, but Michael he's Peake. also he's also bill, like he just has money. He doesn't even care. Like I I think Alex Alex Lazar is like eh, it's like a ten dollar bill to him. Totally, totally, I agree with you. Um, but you mentioned Donald Trump, Trump though. You mentioned yeah. Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago. I was it wasn't getting your emails, and you're like check your junk folder. I'm like oh yeah, because I have Microsoft. I have multiple like versions of junk folder. But there's literally one called junk folder. So I looked at it just the other day because I was like, you know, I got to do this every once in a while. Uh, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, DonaldTrump.com, Team Trump. Uh, this was a f- <laughs> this one's called Final Notice, all caps. But it's President Donald oh, yeah. Trump has an inclusive exclusive impact. And then the next one's Save America Pack. Uh, a couple a couple more Save America. Like there's like maybe seven or eight different versions of Donald Trump emailing in me in my junk folder uh, for money. <laughs> It's crazy. Daily. Daily. Oh, I get him too. Yeah. This is, I have uh, four today, all Team Trump. And he's raised $250 million, most of which will just go into his pocket. Yeah. 608 785 7914. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914. Best to text me now because the lines are full. And I'm talking with Adam Murphy, a small business owner, political blowhard, radio talking head. And uh, we just we bring him on once a month to kind of just break down some politics that's happening. Uh, he's got degrees in like political science and some kind of money degree. Economics, there it is. Economics. <laughs> money yep. degree. It should be called money degree. Um, but uh, uh, to start the show, we talked about EVs a little bit. And Dan had a, had a question or a comment on EVs. So I'm just going to get that out of the way because the other two callers are more political. Um, Dan, are you there? Yeah. Okay, Dan, go ahead. You're on with Adam. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Adam, I heard how you were mentioning that, you know, these, these engineers that are so bright and intelligent and engineered should come up with something, but there's people like me that think outside of the box, and we just take we MacGyver things. So an, an item like a generator, electric generator, that is a tri-fuel, it can run on natural gas, propane, and liquid uh, gasoline, and then you could have that charging an air compressor that would operate the vehicle in first gear. And then the generator with a bank of four to six batteries can power the car for up to 50 miles an hour. And then some uh, Dremel high-speed drills could do the front-wheel drive. You have a tri-fuel vehicle. In case any of them runs out, the vehicle can still, still move. And then the generator is being charged just to charge the batteries. It isn't accelerating the motor because the electrical motors are doing that, making it more efficient. Now, we had some 14-year-olds doing this together and competing out on West Salem stock car race, and every year getting better and better. And once they get really good at it, then the government will come over and take it over. And then we win. <laughs> All right, Dan. <laughs> Whoa. Well, right, there's, there's a lot going on there, right? You've got uh, hydrogen, you've got natural gas, you've got... Uh, we were just, so a where do we have all of those yeah we uh, were just complaining that the ford dealership that where you're at doesn't have has one mechanic for the one ev that he's got to work or all the evs he's got to work on how many mechanics would we need for dan's car well and and his point though is that uh, and this is one of those interesting things about um hybrids right now is that hybrids are actually the more efficient way to go for the vast majority of people and they actually do charge the batteries. That's part of what the engine is designed to do. So it actually does charge the battery. And most of the time, you're doing 
and, and this might not be applicable for rural Wisconsin, right, where your, your drives are longer, but down here in Milwaukee, where you're doing a 20-mile drive and a 20-mile drive back, most of its battery gets charged by the engine. It is actually vastly more efficient than either an electric vehicle or a gas vehicle. Um, so that's one of the things that's really interesting, too, when we deal with all this is where are you located, how are you driving, what are you doing, uh, and, and hybrids are actually right now the most efficient way to go. So. I'll throw that out there, too. All right. We got Kent calling in. Kent's got, we were talking about political contributions, political campaigns. Kent's got a question in that regard. Kent, you're on with Adam. Go ahead, man. Yeah, Adam, and you guys, Rick, nice talking to you tonight. You know, political contributions, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the 2022 midterms or the 2024. It's not about the money. It's about the people coming out and voting because we are so sick of all this crap going on. But, you know, EV cars, that's 20 years down the road, brother. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's get it, you know, where everybody can afford one, that's fine. But, and you can talk about, oh, where are you going to charge it? Where's the electricity come from? I'm, it's all good, but, you know what I'm saying? So vote with your heart. All right, thanks. Thanks, Kent. <laughs> and... And voting is going to be so important. Voting in the primaries, there's people that are uh, actually in Wisconsin. If you guys don't know this, by the way, uh, especially, you know, the three Democrats that probably listen to the show. Um, no, there's way more than that. Been on for okay, almost three years. All right, because like you said uh, your mom voted for Tom Nelson, right? And then Tom Nelson dropped out? Yeah. Do I have that right? right? Yep. Um, she can change her vote. In Wisconsin, if you mailed in your ballot, you actually can go to your county clerks and you can uh, request a new ballot and you can uh, change your vote. So yeah, you got heads up on that. You got to tell your county clerk, I want to spoil my ballot because we just picked the stupidest. Yep. Hey, I want to throw out my ballot. No, you want to spoil it. All right. Eric from Sparta is on. Eric, you're on with Ken. Uh, you're on with uh, Alec. Adam. There it is. Adam, sure go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to talk about campaign contributions. Um, are you aware that... Illinois Governor J.D. Pritzker gave $1 million to Brad Papp to defeat Dan Capetti. And one more now, uh, River Valley and Media Group did a pro bono promotion for Mayor of La Crosse, Mitch Wells, but they couldn't count that as can campaign contribution because no money was exchanged then. But they, she beat uh, this other lady, this lady, other lady, Marcus and like 213 is that is that fraud or is, can you tell tell me what that uh, is exactly thank you very much bye all right uh probably too much in the minutia of the second one there but yeah um you know illinois governor come uh giving uh contributions i believe that's that's happening right now with governor tony evers contribution uh and not specifically to governor evers it has to go to a super pack um or pack so um for perspective, federal elections, uh, my race when I was running for U.S. Senate, the most that you could donate was $2,900. Uh, the most that a super PAC could donate to the campaign was $5,000. Um, here in Wisconsin, the statewide races, so like the gubernatorial race and stuff, uh, state treasurer, those sorts of things, I believe that the most that can be donated is $20,000. So it makes me laugh that it's much bigger than, than the U.S. Senate race. Um, but again, most of those massive donations that you're hearing about the million dollars and stuff, those have to go to a PAC or a super PAC. Technically, and I say this slightly tongue-in-cheek, technically, PACs and super PACs are not supposed to work directly with the campaigns. But what you'll see, and this, uh, and this is all sides, right? So, but I'll give you an example. I know that uh, a lot of campaign websites 
will put a box on a page basically saying what they believe and what they want a super PAC to say. And then the super PACs will turn around, so it'll be in like a red box or a blue box, depending on whether you're a Democrat or Republican. And the super PACs will see that. They will know that that is the message that the campaign really wants to spend money on. And so then the super PACs will spend a million bucks or five million bucks or whatever it is promoting that particular message about that candidate. And that's technically not considered collusion. (laughs) I don't agree, but that's the way that the game is currently played. Um, Yeah, Wisconsin, at at one point, Wisconsin had some rules about how much money, because I think the parties Mm -hmm. could take in as much money as they want from whomever and then distribute it at their will. Uh, there were some rules at some point, but Republicans got rid of those rules. And then there were some Democratic uh, out of I think a Democrat out of Milwaukee was trying to, to, to bring those rules back to kind of cap campaign campaign contributions. Uh, but the Republicans control the legislature, so it's never going to happen. Yeah. And I don't know. And again, state versus federal elections are different. So with my federal election, like the most that the Wisconsin state Democratic Party could contribute to me was I'm going to say it was like something some oddball number, like $53,800 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that is specifically for statewide uh, candidates. Um, so I, I apologize that I, I can't speak to that one real directly. But most of it winds up, most of that big money that you hear about uh, goes to super PACs. I know, uh, you know, Mandela Barnes campaign raised like $6 million once uh, he was tied in with, uh, you know, the D.C., uh, Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren. Um, so that was a, a big bump financially for them. But I know that there was also a super PAC that I believe followed one of his little messages on his website and, you know, spent a million bucks promoting whatever the topic was. Um, it's it's how they get around it. It's all super creative and it's kind of gross, quite frankly. Yeah. And I believe the the Wisconsin Democratic Party and the Republican Party to like our assembly people can give as much money as they want. They just, just distribute it however you want. So if you don't fall in line, that could be. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that that was the case because, yeah. um, and I only got 30 seconds here, but like Robin Voss had talked about uh, giving a lot, giving a million dollars to Steve Doyle's opponent in the last election, and therefore the the Democratic Party, you know, gave Steve Doyle, uh, you know, kind of equal funds, and then they never gave the Republicans never gave that money to that candidate. And therefore, Steve Doyle yeah. had too much. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like they kind of it was kind of like a like a, a like a play action pass or something like that. Trying to fake. Yeah, you out. I, I know that we can pass up to the to the state party, too. And then it can go from there. I think one of the assembly guys. So when I ran for state Senate in 2020, one of the assembly reps underneath my Senate district got like one hundred and seventy thousand dollars from the from the state Democrats. Now that you mention it. So all right. that's all the time I got for today. And Adam <laughs> Murphy, thanks a lot so much. Hey, Rick, I always appreciate it. It's awesome to talk to you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. we got to go.